Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. Uh, Today's a little bit different. It's going to be a shorter episode. Um, I'm on the road right now, so audio quality may not be what you're used to for the show, but um, hopefully it is still great and that you get get some some good information uh, from this episode. Uh, So... Yeah, let me go ahead and get into it. I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna jump on in for y'all today. Um, I I was thinking of um, kind of back over the the years that have been uh, in the photography business, and so many of those years, I I I just did not believe in myself. Um. And it, uh, I'm just going to tell you the the topic, uh, like the name that I mean, I'm sure you're already listening to this. You already read the name of this podcast episode. But I'm just going to say it. Stop limiting your client's budget. I did this for so long. I would uh, oftentimes just like limit what I thought about my clients um, and what I thought they would spend on my services um, based off of what I would spend. I, you know, I grew up uh, pretty poor. I mean, we still had like food and housing most days. And, uh, you know, we, we were fairly somewhat comfortable, I guess. But we were definitely like sub 20K for a family of four in the 90s. Um, so we didn't have uh, extras to do stuff. So we were always pinching pennies, trying to find like used things, um, free stuff. We did a bunch of dumpster diving. My brother and I um, probably way too much than we should have. But it's if you have never dove in a dumpster or at least just like looked around. And, and I'm not talking about like a restaurant because that's just gross. It's just old food. But like we scored a TV out in the dumpster of a, uh, a target one day. Um, don't know if I should admit to that on tape, <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure statute of limitations uh, is like 15 years. It's good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we, we were always pinching pennies, always looking for an amazing deal, something great. Um, I remember always looking for uh, the best deal and and always uh, I always ended up trading my time and research um, for the money that I would save uh, on the the best deal that I could find versus just going out and buying something, even buying something used that's a little bit uh, at a, a discounted rate than uh, something brand new. But I was always always sacrificing time and I was trading it for money. And that's essentially what we do um, for work is we we trade our time and services for money. Um, But I was also doing that 
in trying to find the best deal. I remember um, poring over reviews uh, for a laptop that I bought a couple years ago. And then when I say a couple years ago, I mean like five. It, it lasted a good while until uh, my three-year-old got a hold of it. And now I have a new laptop. But um, I remember pouring over reviews uh, in like all of the places online, uh, just trying to find the best deal on a laptop. Something that met the specs that I was wanting, you know, photo editing, all that jazz. But I also wanted a good deal. I didn't want to spend $2,000 if I didn't have to spend $2,000. I'm always penny pinching, always looking for the best deal I can get. And I remember searching on Best Buy and eBay and all the different manufacturers' websites for like refurbished stuff, um, local um, local places that were refurbishing um Computers. Um, even I even looked on Craigslist. I, 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 Craigslist is still a thing, and I looked on there, and I didn't find a great deal. But I, I that was the extent of my search. Was I even extended it to Craigslist? And I remember just trying to find that best deal. And it took me days and like hours upon hours. And I remember just like sitting there on the couch, you know, like watching a show or something with my wife, and I was on the laptop. Uh, which still kind of worked. It was like the hinges were broken and the screen was kind of messed up, but I could still search for another laptop, um, which kind of thinking about it is a little bit mean to that first laptop to be looking for a replacement on it. Um, but anyway, I remember sitting there and like watching shows, but I had my laptop up and I was searching for hours to find the best deal. And I ended up finding the best deal and it saved me about a hundred dollars. And I was like, all right, cool, sweet. A hundred dollars. That's like, that's great. That's, that's a, a couple dinners out on date night or, you know, that's our, that's not our electric bill. That's not even a quarter of it. Um, cause we're in Texas, but <laughs> that is a quarter of it. We're, we're not over 400 yet. Hopefully not ever, but, um, but like a hundred dollars can go toward things. And I remember thinking that was a great deal to save that amount. But then I started looking at the amount of time that I spent and I was spending like $20 an hour or, or less, um, I guess that doesn't really make sense. I was I was spending the the amount of time that I was spending looking for uh, somewhere to save that hundred dollars amounted to like twenty dollars an hour, or or like fifteen dollars an hour over those few days, and I could have been making a lot more than fifteen twenty dollars an hour um, if I had been instead of spending time searching for a laptop uh, or a great deal for a laptop, I could have been um, connecting with with potential clients or uh, writing a blog. Um, you can definitely write a good blog in five, six hours. Um, and that would actually be bringing me in more money than the $100 that I saved. So sometimes we bring, I just, I tell that story to, to kind of bring that into business because sometimes we, we bring that penny pinching kind of, uh, tire kicking mindset into our businesses too. And I know whenever I first raised my prices over $2,000, I doubted that anyone would pay that much for my wedding photography. I was like, 
who's gonna spend over two thousand dollars because like my first few weddings they were like 200 250 500 dollars for like the first year and then uh and then i upped them and i remember going over a thousand dollars and being like whoo this is a lot this is probably high end of what i can get to um but then i i passed two thousand and i did not think that people would pay that much I didn't think that anyone valued my work enough to pay $2,000 for wedding photography. And this is like without albums and stuff. This is just me showing up on the day. Um, But I knew that if I was in their shoes, um, I couldn't afford that for a wedding photographer. Or, you know, looking back at whenever I got married at 24, I believe. I don't know math in my head. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, mid twenties, I did not have $2,000 to spend. And that was not like, that was the top of our budget. We were not looking to, to hire a photographer for more than that. We got quoted much more than that. And, uh, we were like, yeah, sorry, no, we can't afford that. And I think that mindset stayed with me because I was looking back at where I was financially and where I was and the value that I placed on wedding photography when I got married. And I was projecting that onto my potential clients. I mean, like if they're getting married, I remember whenever I got married, I would not spend this much. Uh, so they're definitely not going to spend this much. I thought surely there aren't that many people who could afford more than two grand for a photographer. And, um, And often I would receive an inquiry wanting like extra hours and engagement session and bridles and added photo albums and parent albums and a photo booth and like all all the extra add-ons that I had on the website. And they just wanted it all. Just like give me everything in one package. And I would discount that amount because whenever I added everything up and I was like, okay, it's going to be like an extra $400 for this and it's an extra $800 for this. And then I had this huge number that I didn't believe they would pay. So I discounted it. And I remember being so proud because I would get responses back from couples saying just like, wow, that's a great price. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and book with you. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I'm a great price. And and that really wasn't I mean, they were they were saying that and I was thinking I'm providing such a great service for them because I'm not price gouging them. Um, but I was devaluing my services. I was, uh, projecting what I might value my services. If I was to hire someone to do the same thing onto them. And then they were just like, that's great. We value what you're doing much more than what you're charging. So this is an amazing price. We need to book you right now. And, you know, the reason they were saying that was because they put so much value onto photography and uh, higher than, like greater value than the price that I placed on what I offered. And I, I kind of mentioned it before, but I, I had like projected my um, 
find the best deal mentality onto my clients. And I assumed that they were doing the same thing. I assumed that they were probably emailing 10 different photographers and saying, hey, show me your prices. What do you got for me? I want to get the best deal. But I wasn't properly charging for my prices for my services until I broke that find the best deal type mindset and I actually allowed my clients to place their own value on what I offered. And that was a game-changing moment for me. It just completely changed the way that I looked at what I was offering to my couples, my clients. It wasn't... When I was calculating prices, I wasn't looking at the market and then undershooting everyone because that's what I had done before when I wanted to be the best deal. Instead, with this new mindset, I was seeing how much they value good wedding photography. And I was also evaluating the amount of value that I was providing in my photography services. Because like, if I was just hey, give me, give me a deposit and I will see you on your wedding day. And then no more communication. And I just showed up whenever they told me to show up. And then I left eight hours on the dot and I did no help with wedding timeline. I did no help with uh, any of the, you know, engagement photo style uh what are these called? Clothes, wardrobe, wardrobe style guide. And if I didn't provide any more value than just showing up uh, and taking photos, then sure, I was probably pricing myself right, but I wasn't taking into account everything else that I was doing. And sometimes I still have to remind myself to stop putting my clients in my shoes or in the shoes of my past self. When, when I first began, um, I was probably valued uh, pretty proportionally um, with what I was charging. I, they paid $750. They got a photographer for $750. Like a $750 value uh, <laughs> was what they got. Um, but as I added on more value to what I was offering, I didn't increase my prices to reflect the additional value. And I think that's what where a lot of us fall. And you may be thinking, yeah, and people keep telling me I should raise my prices. Or uh, like me, my wife kept telling me, you need to raise your prices. You are not, not, not charging enough. And my mentors were telling me, you need to raise your prices. You're not charging enough. Um, you know, you. Uh, let me talk about uh, adding value for a minute, because um, you may just be like. Okay, you're talking about adding value. What exactly is value that I'm adding? You can add value by um, taking courses, learning from, um, you know, like photography courses or business courses, learning how to better serve your clients. Because whenever you better yourself as a photographer and you're learning more about composition or you're learning more about how to edit or use presets in the right way, or you're learning about how to show up and serve your clients and get to know them and get to know them as a couple and get to know their relationship and really highlight that throughout the whole photography process and make this an entire season that they look back on and just 
amazement and that they love everything, that's adding value. Um, when you attend conferences, um, I, am, I am currently uh, at the hybrid conference in uh, Utah, which is why I don't have the, the fancy mic uh, today because I did not pack it. Um, and a side note, a little personal note, the reason that I didn't record this before today was uh, or before this trip was because uh, we got in a car accident earlier this week. Um, we're okay. The The driver of the other car is okay. But um, I have been in uh, quite a bit of pain, so it's been difficult to actually like sit down and record um, until now. I'm doing okay right now. Um, and probably by the time you're hearing this, doing even better. Um, only, only improving, I'm sure. But whenever you attend conferences and you're learning from other people, when you actually apply what you've learned, because let's be honest, only about 4% of us actually apply what we learn at conferences, from courses that we take, workshops, all of these things, podcasts like this one. If you're not applying what you learned, then you're not adding any value. Um, and if you want to learn a little bit more about that 4% who actually um, implements what they learn, I did a deep dive into that um, and a bunch of other statistics and things in episode 56. If you want to check that out, it's also in the show notes. Um, you can just click on that or just scroll back, uh, I don't know, about 30 episodes or so. But when you add value, you should be raising your prices. When you hire a mentor and they help you um, sculpt your business and your packages uh, well, raise your prices a little bit. When you take courses, attend workshops, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube educational videos, that's all added value. You are bettering yourself for your client and you're actually a better photographer you're a better, um, I don't know, like the, the package that they're buying, like the, the couples that, um, hired me in, in 2019, I have one couple right now hired me in 2019, had to postpone 2020, uh, ended up postponing their 2021 wedding as well. Um, and like they, the, the photographer that they hired in 2019, was not as good as the photographer they're going to get in 2022 because I'm constantly improving and I'm constantly um, adding more value to what I offer. Um, and you should be doing the same thing. And as you do that, you should raise your prices. Um, so like this week, I want for you to look into yourself and see if you are projecting that poverty mindset that uh, must find a great deal price shopper kind of mindset onto your clients. Is that how you see them whenever you get that email, whenever they fill out your contact form? Do you see them as these people are looking for a deal? Let me see if I can be a good deal for them. Sure, you'll receive some price shoppers. There's going to be some tire kickers out there that are just like, hey, give me your prices. I'm just shopping. Um, but I never I never discount them. Um, or maybe that's not the best word because that could go a couple different ways. I never um, just kind of blow them off. I'm never like, oh, you're just a price shopper. Um, yeah, here's my prices by 
um, I want to talk to them because a lot of times maybe they just saw online uh, that they should ask for prices or maybe they have no idea where to begin. They don't really know what they value when it comes to wedding photography. Maybe they don't even know that like nicely curated leather bound albums are a thing because the only photo albums they've ever seen are maybe their parents with like the little sleeves that you stick the four by sixes in. So they don't know the value that they're looking for. They just are going at it like any other thing that they buy um, with like me with that laptop and they're looking to get prices for photography. So never, never just blow that off. Always, always assume, um, always assume that they are a potential client. Even if they just say, Hey, my budget's a thousand dollars. Can you do anything like that? I always want to get to talk to them, uh, because maybe they plugged in their overall budget into some, uh, something in, you know, an article on the knot and it spat out like your budget for photography should be a thousand dollars. And that's just what they believe because that's what they were told. But in reality, once they talk to you, see the value that they would be receiving, then they can find their true budget. Maybe it is a thousand dollars. Maybe they don't, don't hold that high of value on photography, or maybe that is truly the absolute most they can pay. And that's cool. Maybe they're not for you, but maybe they are. And maybe after getting to talk to you, even if they said $1,000 only, and then they talk to you and then they see the value and they see what they could have and they imagine that and they can't see them with anything else. Um, so, So stop limiting your client's budget. Guys, this is a community. I absolutely love being here for y'all. I love uh, getting to talk to you. I love these podcasts, even the the short ones like today, which maybe wasn't all that short. I don't know because um, I tend to talk. But um, but yeah, I love this community. I love uh, getting uh, DMs from you guys and just chatting over on Instagram. I love uh, connecting with y'all in the Facebook group um, where we normally record these live. This one is not um, just for Wi-Fi purpose, purposes, but um, I want to be here for you. And if this is you, if, if listening to this episode today, you're like, yeah, that's totally me. I definitely do that. Drop me a DM or, uh, you know, tag me in a post in the Facebook community. I'm all about encouragement and building you up. I want to see you succeed. Um, like even if you're in my same market, if you are next door to me, I want to see you succeed. Like, rising tides lift all boats and community over competition and all of those good things is a hundred percent what I believe in. And I don't think that you becoming a better photographer is going to take away from me because you know what? I'm also going to become a better photographer and we can both rise together. Um, yeah, well, this was recorded not live in our Facebook group, but if you want to join for the next live video, which will be later on this week, um, you can join by searching on Facebook for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. Uh, this episode was edited by me. 
The theme song was by the talented John Isaac. Um, <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> what else do I normally say at the end of this thing? Um, I don't have I don't have a script. Um, but yeah, join the group. Follow us on Instagram. You can find the show at Light Dark Co. You can find me at All Heart Photo. Um, if you have any ideas for for guests that you'd love to hear from or other topics you'd like to to hear about or if you just have a story that you want to share like reach out i would love to love to share that story i'm i'm going to i'm going to end this with what i'm loving uh, cuz i always forget whenever i do these solo episodes i always forget to share what i'm loving so what i'm loving this week is a podcast called this is why we drink i believe that is the title of it if it is not it's in the show notes and if you search for this is why we drink it's going to show up um but it's it's a fun a long form podcast uh storytelling of um, it's kind of similar to like my favorite murder where um, one of the hosts will uh, tell a story of like a murder or true crime type story. Um, and the other tells a story of like a haunting or a superstitious type deal, like something that you see on like the history channel or travel channel or whatever at like 2am and it's like ghost hunters and stuff um but they're they're really good stories they're they're a fun couple of gals um i was recently introduced to the podcast and now i'm just binging every episode um so yeah it's it's great and um and that's why they drink is because of these stories and stuff uh so it's a really fun podcast if you like that kind of stuff i highly recommend checking it out um but anyway have a great day. I hope you have a wonderful week. And if this did sound like you in this podcast, um, for sure, reach out to me. I would love to just encourage you and help you. Uh, I do some mentoring, but I also do group coaching, which is kind of like mentoring, um, but for free in the Facebook group. So if you want to join that, I try to do that every Friday at 2 p.m. Central. Um, let's see this week, this week I may be flying, so I'm not sure, but this is like definitely check in. Um, and it's, it's something where you can just ask questions. You can join me on a zoom call and actually like speak words to words with each other. That's how conversations go, I think. Um, but yeah, it's a fun time. I enjoy it. I enjoy helping you guys out. Recently did some website audits and, um, and it's yeah it's just really helpful stuff i'm I'm always wanting to help you so uh if you want to join there for sure join see you next week Uh, bye